this is Coach's Chat, and I'm Betsy Foster. You're in for some thoughtful conversations with fitness industry professionals, musings on current topics in the wellness field, and actionable advice for building a thriving career as a fitness professional. At Foster Strength, my mission is to lead and educate colleagues in the fitness industry to deliver client-centered coaching that gets clients real results built on sound scientific principles, encourages them to build a long and fulfilling relationship with exercise, and disrupts toxic fitness culture to foster an inclusive industry. Let's get going. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Coaches Chat. Betsy here, excited to talk to you today about a topic that I think is really important for trainers building their business. And that's about building that confidence in actually selling personal training. So taking those skills and being able to put a price tag to it, but not only take that price tag and convert those complimentary sessions into paying clients. Because at the end of the day, what is going to make this a viable business for us is the ability to earn money. And we're going to talk about that and talk about how to become more assured in how you deliver um, your communication so that you can ultimately convert. And we'll, we'll sort of, I have a few things about that, but I wanted to do just a couple of housekeeping things. I wanted to let you know that I have some interviews that are going to be recorded in the months of September and October. So we will be adding some of those longer interview episodes back in if you missed them. Um, Also, I've got something coming down the line in terms of courses and um, a completely free course that's going to be available for you. So I want you to keep your ears out. I'm hoping to have the official announcement on one of the next episodes. But I also want to just take a moment to say thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Um, The downloads of Coaches Chat continue to increase by a pretty uh, startling number at a quick pace. And I love that. I hope that is because this is resonating with you. For the folks that have emailed me or messaged me, thank you so much. I'm so glad that this content is helpful to you. I'm going to continue to make this podcast, um, maybe even make a few more episodes, uh, I mean, you know, at greater frequency so that we can get this content out to you uh, even more in, well, I just, I'm throwing things around. It's kind of warm in here. Um, to just get more to you, more to you, more to you. So if there's something in particular that you'd like to learn a little bit more about that you need some help with, don't be shy. Please email me, um, Instagram, DM me, and let me know what it is that you might want me to talk about because I love to get topics generated from you. So this topic, particularly about building and improving confidence when selling personal training did come from an email from a listener. I didn't ask her if I could share her name, so I won't share it. But she was just mentioning that she feels a little 
um, nervous when it comes to the selling part, feels like she's stumbling over her words as she tries to communicate the value of personal training. And I think that is, uh, most people have been there. I'm sure that there's a small portion of folks who have never felt that sort of um, nervous state when selling personal training, but I would say for the most part, most people did. And I know I did, particularly at the start of my career when I was still building my belief in myself and the skills I had. And I think there's sort of a trap when it comes to this because you feel like, well, once I get enough confidence, I'll sell, I'll be able to sell personal training better. And yet, you're never getting that confidence because you're having trouble selling. So you're having trouble having building the client base that will in turn give you that confidence. And then you're getting stuck in books or courses and not getting out into a real life setting. So what I want to do is give you some practical exercises, some actual things that you can do rather not sort of like ideas about it, not thought pieces about it, but actual tactical exercises you can try and you can practice so that you can build that confidence. Now, I think it's worth noting that confidence is sort of a nebulous term and everybody is going to identify confidence a little bit differently for themselves. So what does confidence mean? Maybe it means that you feel like you don't stumble over your words. Maybe you feel like you communicate very clearly. Maybe you feel like the service that you're offering is worth the amount of money you're charging. Maybe confidence means you know that you can get them to the goal that they want to get to. Maybe confidence is the feeling that you know you can offer them an incredible experience. So confidence is going to vary person to person, and there is no ideal state that you will, that I can give you one, one ideal state that's going to be like, this is the level of confidence you need in order to successfully sell personal training. This is going to vary person to person. And that's a great thing because just like I've said many, many times before, the incredible opportunity that exists in personal training is the very individualized nature of it. In that there are a lot of available clients for whom, for whom, need, for which, I can't think of the sentence right now, but um, different people need different kinds of trainers. So we really have a ton of possibilities in terms of variation from trainer to trainer, variation in style, variation in um, approach, variation in your own personality type that may blend with a different kind of client better. So there is no requisite level of confidence and the way that you sell is probably going to be different person to person and that's okay too. Part of what I'm going to explain in these um, exercises for you to build that confidence is that they're going to be pretty personalized to you and they're going to help you build your sales approach. I also should probably say that for me, when I'm thinking about selling personal training, I'm thinking less about the selling part and more about the experience. And I'll talk a little bit about that. But 
but I'm getting so, like I said in a previous episode, so wildly behind what it is that I do that oftentimes this quote unquote sales piece doesn't feel like a sales piece. It feels like a contract piece, meaning I'm asking them to commit. I'm telling them that I'm committing and that yes, there's money changing hands and you can't, you can't deny that, but that's not sort of the mental space that I'm coming into. I'm coming into this experience as a person saying, I am setting up a contract with you to commit to you having the best experience possible and you getting to the results that you want in the way that we can design it so that you still enjoy your life and that I make the gym a rich experience for you, all of that. And I'm asking you to kind of commit to yourself in this moment. And it really changes that because Ultimately, if they're not ready, if I'm not the right person for them, it's not the right fit, if it's not the appropriate value for them at this moment, they will say no and the world will still continue. And if we exist in this space where we're so stressed about them saying no, we start to put more and more pressure on each experience, making it feel less like that commitment contract moment and more like, I need you to buy this so that I can eat. I'm not um, I'm not trying to diminish that because honestly, sometimes we do need to make the sale so that we can eat and that um, and that our financial security is incredibly important. So I don't want to diminish that feeling. But we've got to in some ways move out of that state, at least from how we approach the potential client because it's, It's not the best way to show what this experience will will really be. And And a lot of people talk about it in terms of like, are you operating from a place of scarcity or a place of abundance? And and that's a little bit what I mean here is like the more of an abundant perspective we come to this interaction with, the better off we are. So as a reminder, we're going to talk about this as the sales component, but there are lots of ways to approach it. And then also I can't define confidence for you. So you're going to have to do that and it's going to ebb and flow. So there's not going to be a perfect spot where you never have self-doubt anymore. It is certainly going to ebb and flow, but these three exercises are going to help you to develop your unique approach to sales that you then in turn can feel a little more confident doing. So number one, the first activity that you're going to do is you are going to find a notepad, a notes app on your phone, whatever, however you like to take notes for yourself. And you are going to continually list feeling words experience words that relate to training, whether it's how you feel when you are training, whether they're the words that previous clients or um, other people have shared with you about training, whether it be something you heard in passing from someone. You're going to just regularly, and even if they repeat, you're going to write them down again. You are going to start having a running tally of the ways people describe the results of training or the actual experience of 
being with a trainer or the in the moment feelings they have so that you begin to build a vernacular around feelings. Because let's talk about what is going to sell this what is going to sell are the feelings someone's going to have when they're training. Is it that they feel better in their skin? Is it that they feel strong and powerful? Is it that they feel like they could do anything? Is it like, they, do they have more energy? Do they feel more ready to attack the day? Do they feel like they believe in themselves more? You are going to just keep this list going. Regularly look over this list because you want to use these words to describe how people have felt when they've trained with you or how people feel when they're resistance training in the conversation around the sale. That's going to be within the complimentary session. It's going to be in those last moments before you um, tell them how much it costs, or maybe you've been speaking about cost the whole time, which I think is a, probably a better strategy. Um, you are going to talk about it when they are even intrigued about personal training, maybe when you're just talking to people on the floor at the gym. You're going to use feeling words rather than biomechanical words, rather than I think what most people kind of get caught up in and get themselves tripped up on is this need to sound very smart, this need to assure that they have the knowledge or the expertise to be able to sell training. When, when it comes down to someone investing their money, it's about feelings. What they're going to leave you with is the feeling and that's what is going to keep long-term clients around too. It's going to be less about your brain, I'm sorry, and more about who you are and, and how you made them feel. And so we've got to take, we understand that a lot of trainers understand that, uh, but they don't carry that into the sales process because they think the sales moment is for me to tell you about certain biomechanical principles or certain exercise physiology concepts where it's really about feelings. So that first exercise is just regularly writing down and then looking over the feeling words, the feeling sentences, descriptors that people use to talk about training with you, talk about resistance training at all, even the way you would describe how you feel after training or because of training. Number two, you're going to somewhere on another notes app or another page, you're going to start to observe your own spending patterns and behaviors to reflect on what kinds of things influence your decision. Now, I'm not talking about the everyday sort of grocery decisions or sort of like the smaller purchases. I actually want you to focus on two kinds of purchases. I want you to think about your own spending when it comes to self-care, personal development, all of that. What are the things that draw you to a certain product? What are the ways you feel that you decide, I'm going to purchase this thing. I'm going to make an investment in myself. I'm going to make an investment in my health. What are some of those things uh, that you're thinking about? And then just big purchases in general. So anything where you feel like you had to, to determine whether or not it was really worth the money, I want you to think about what made that purchase a go for you. And you're going to just write those down. You're going to keep a running tally. You're going to learn a little bit more about your own spending behavior. 
Why? Because you're going to start to see patterns in how you determine what is something of value to you. And that's when this, when we talk about making a sale in personal training, it ends up being about, does this person value this experience at the level for which I charge? What we don't need to do is change our price oftentimes. What we do need to do is better express our value. And if you can start to see what it is that makes you think you value something, you can better communicate that. You can combine that with those feeling words and then understanding sort of what you say is, oh, this is something that I'm going to get my money's worth out of. And you can start to use that language, start to use those descriptors in how you deliver your own personal training sales. Again, I'm going to guess that a lot of the things that you ultimately purchase don't have too much to do with how scientific the sales page was or how scientific it was when someone explained it to you. I think it's going to have a little bit more to do with how that thing makes you feel. And you're going to start to see how you feel about big purchases. And then the third one is I'm going to ask you to more regularly talk about these, about what you do and about how you make people feel in your everyday life. Not at the moment of sale. So you're going to talk to your friends about it. You're going to talk to your family about it. You're going to talk about the strangers at the grocery store about it. You're going to talk to sort of anybody that'll listen. Now, don't be aggressive or overboard, but I think you're going to find that you have a lot more opportunities to insert yourself in a conversation around health and fitness where you have a leg up, where you have an ability to say, hey, this is what I do and how it makes people feel without the pressure of having to sell it. So I don't want you to have to always be talking about this when it comes time to it being the moment where you need to make the money to eat. I want you to talk about this in low pressure settings, low pressure settings about the benefits of resistance training, about the experience of having someone hold you accountable and create a personalized program for you and help you progress over time and highlight your achievements. You're going to talk about all these things in settings where there isn't the pressure of someone pulling out their credit card. And you're going to notice how much easier it is to really relish what it is you do and talk about it in these settings. As you begin to talk about it more, that language, that vernacular is going to come easier to you. And you're going to find that if you feel more comfortable about it in those settings, you're going to feel more comfortable about it in those more quote unquote high pressure moments. With all of this, what we're trying to create are less of the high pressure moments because we have practiced. Literally, we have to practice almost everything else in life. We have to train things. And then we think all of a sudden, we're just going to be able to walk up to someone and be able to make a big sale. It's going to take practice and it's going to take developing skills. So that's why we have these three exercises to practice. So Let me recap and remind you of the three exercises. One, create a list, notes app, 
of feelings and experiential words that describe how someone feels because of training with you, because of lifting weights, resistance training, because of being in the gym, because of seeing results. Feeling words. The more powerful the descriptor, the better. You're just going to keep them regularly and then you're not going to just let them be. You're going to sometimes go back and look over them. Two, you're going to keep a list of feelings, experiences, reasons why you make your own spending purchases, particularly those around self-care, health and fitness, that kind of thing, or just large purchases in general. What makes you feel like something is of a high value? And three, you're going to talk about what you do more. You're going to talk about the experiences, the feelings, the services you provide in a non-salesy way in other settings, in low-pressure, non-sales settings. This is going to allow you to get comfortable with those words, that dialogue. Okay, so those are those three activities for you. I want you to actually do them, and then I want you to let me know how it goes. Practice for a little bit, create create those lists. If you want to share those lists with me, if you want to let me know how it's going, please, 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 you can contact me at Instagram, um, DMs at foster underscore strength. I'm always sharing um, free content on Instagram as well. So if you want to give me a follow um, and I'd love to connect with you there, I'm on there a lot. And it's one of my favorite places to communicate and meet people. So if you are, be sure to even just say hi in the DMs or you can email me. Um, Betsy at B, the letter B, fosterstrong.com. Okay, we got lots coming up with this podcast. I want to say again how incredibly appreciative I am that you listen and that you get some value out of this. It's one of my absolute favorite things to do as part of my business. I'm having so much fun with it and I hope you're getting a lot out of it too. Go do wonderful things and until next time, bye!